Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. <sighs> That's my crowd noise on today, y'all. I'm not going to use the bells and whistles again today because for some reason, things seem to work better the old fashioned way. However, I hope that you all are having the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So, on today, I'm going to try to keep this really short and sweet. I just wanted to talk to y'all. First, let me start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You all have showed up. You have shown out. You all have been extremely amazing as an audience. And I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. I know that there are only 24 hours in a day. I know a lot of those hours, there's things we just don't want to do. And yet you found it in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, and in your soul to check out the Dear Future Hubby podcast. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Do me a huge favor. Could y'all actually start following me on some of these social media platforms? So for those of you who don't know, um, on Instagram, I am at, I am Teresa Reese. That is T-E-R-E-S-A-R-E-E-S-E. Um, I believe that's also what it shows on threads. I might be wrong. It might actually show the Dear Future Hubby podcast. So it might just have Dear, D-E-A-R, Future, F-U-T-U-R-E, Hubby, H-U-B-B-Y, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That is the at symbol in front of all of that. I'm trying to think what it is on the other one. I think it's also um, Dear Future Hubby Podcast on um, Facebook. And then on Instagram, I'm sorry, on YouTube, it's also Dear Future Hubby Podcast. So I would really appreciate if you all would like and subscribe because as I am going on this journey and trying to take things to the next level, it would be very, very wonderful for me to build my following on those social media platforms so that when I go live, I'll be able to engage with you all um, even more so. So um, that is something that I believe is about to transpire sooner than later. And so I wanted to take a moment just to ask you to please follow me on some of those social media platforms. If you will, I would be greatly appreciative of that. But although I said I'm not going to be before you long, I really meant that. I just wanted to give y'all y'all's kudos. I wanted to ask if you would follow me on some of these social media platforms, like, share, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, And then also, I just wanted to talk about whenever you are being tried, tested, and proven. So a lot of times, some of you will be able to relate. Some of you may not. But if you keep living, trust me, one day you'll be able to reflect off of this here podcast and be like, oh, OK, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> so whenever you are aspiring to do anything and I do mean anything. And the objective is for you to be successful in that thing. 
you will be tried, tested, and proven. Whether you want to accept that or not, it's a known fact. And any time that you are bold enough, for the lack of a better word, any time that you are bold enough to express a hidden desire or just a plain old desire, you will start to look and see if you had not before the people who are smiling in your face, yet they are plotting behind your back. So whenever you are going through a situation like that and you are trying to ask yourself, what did I do to deserve to be treated this way? I have learned sometimes the mere fact that you just exist is an intimidating factor to other people. Some people just want to be able to see you sweat. Some people just want to be able to see you stumble. Some people just want to be able to see you fall. But no matter what their motive is, no matter what their intent is, no matter what their driving force is, you still have the power to overcome. Even when you are being tried, tested, or proven. Because I believe sometimes people think they know you. There's a lady that I follow, and her name is Kelly Agueze. That's K-E-L-L-I-E. Last name is A-G-U-E-Z-E. And there was something that she said when I was listening to her. And let me tell you how I knew that it was a message that I needed to hear is because the weapon formed prior to me turning and tuning in to that particular message. And it took what normally should have only taken me, y'all, what normally should have only taken me maybe at most one hour to listen to. I believe it took a total of four and a half. That's a long time to hear a 45 minute message. But I believe that the weapons were forming because there was something that I needed to hear. And what I needed to hear is exactly, and I have to paraphrase because in order for me to say it exactly how she said it, I'd have to play it while I'm recording this. But anyway, she says something to the effect, the effect of when people meet you, they try to keep you in that spot. They try to keep you in that place. So whether it's in a relationship whether it's at your job, whether it is in your family, I'm going to give you a prime example. I am the mother of six beautiful children. Wouldn't trade them for the whole entire world. And I am the grandmother to one grandchild. But one of the things that I recognize, which I guess it's not really hard to recognize it, is that there are a lot of people who made up in their mind because I had multiple children 
that success would not be a part of my future. They met me with children so they could not see me past being an unwed mother with multiple children or a divorced mother with multiple children. They literally caged me into that particular perception that they had of me and could not see me doing anything other than that. When it comes to ministry, in my formative years, I would be asked, because the religion that my parent was, we would have to give what's called talks. She was a Jehovah's Witness. And so we would give these talks and we would have to imagine a certain setting. So like, I'll give you an example. We would have to sit down and they would pick our partner, so to speak, right? So they would pick the partner. And as they're picking this partner, we would have to communicate with that partner. And it would be for a particular skit. Excuse me. So they may give us a scenario. Um, let me see. The one that comes off the top of my head is the scenario where my mom was asked to do a talk. And they told her that she was supposed to be the store clerk. And there was a young man who was stealing so that's the setup, right? So in this talk, as, when I, as soon as I heard the skit, I gave my mother an example. And I said, if you're going to do this talk, why don't you do it where as the store clerk, you catch this young man stealing and you pull him to the side and you have a conversation with him as to why God does not like thieves, and you give him an alternative of how he would be able to get, let's say, a candy bar without having to compromise his morals or run the risk of going to jail because he's taking something that doesn't belong to him. Needless to say, that talk got a whole bunch of claps. This is according to my mother. But... In that season of my life, that was the religion that I was a part of. So a lot of people only viewed me as my mother's child. They never viewed me as no longer being that. They never viewed me as no longer being a part of that religion. They only viewed me as my mother's child being a part of that religion. I was put in a box. Now, maybe they didn't consciously know that they were putting me in a quote unquote box, but that's what was taking place. And so as I began to grow, as I began to go on my own journey to get to know my own creator in a more relational, intimate way, my perspective about my creator has changed. And so where as one particular religion, he would be named this name. If you make a decision to become non-denominational, then he's no longer limited to said name. But 
whenever I cross paths with those people who only knew me through that avenue, that's how they still view me, even though I denounced that religion many, 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 many years ago. Nothing against your religion, whatever you choose to do, whoever you choose to praise and worship, that is truly your business. I'm just giving examples. So when I think about people putting you in a box, one thing that I've learned and I've recognized is that when you begin to confront the elephant in the room, per se, it's like, but that's not what's going on. When you begin to present facts, but that's not what's happening. But I do understand why you would have that perspective. When I say that anytime you make a conscious decision to be more than who people have caged you into be, boxed you into be, it's almost like, and I'm not laughing at the situation. But it's almost like they put you in a level or at a level that is most comfortable for them to tolerate you. See, I'm learning everybody cannot handle your success. They can't do it. They may try, but they're going to fail because they don't have it. They don't have it within themselves to like embrace your growth. That's not your fault. That may not even be their fault. But what I don't want you to do is internalize that and begin to believe that because someone is trying, testing, or really proving you that you're not going to be successful. I'm starting to learn that adversity is a telltale sign that success is right around the very corner. So it's a matter of you holding on to whatever it is that you believe in, whoever it is that you believe in, and not letting go, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Because at the end of the day, whether you were tried, tested, or even proven, or all three, I believe that God has the final say. And the God in you does too. So I don't know who this is for, I believe it was for me, <laughs> but if it's for you too, just be encouraged in knowing that just because you are being tried, tested, and proven, it doesn't mean that you're defeated. In fact, it means the opposite. It means that the victory is yours and you have already won because if anybody is trying to come against you, there is something, this is my personal opinion, that is within you that intimidates them so much so that the safest thing for them to do is to box you in. But when you know who you are and when you know whose you are, there is no box in hell that can contain what God has for you. Be encouraged. Do me a huge favor. Please, please, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.